Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the NXT Great America Bears. And God bless the United States. Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on this weekend's NXT Great American Bash premium live event. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT Dupay. Pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to review the great American bear. And God bless the United States. The, uh, the latest in a long line of premium live events. Preceded, of course, by NXT Battleground. You're grounded! Battlegrounded! Um, this show was the highlight of my life. This show was not, but... I can't remember what day it was last week, but you reminded me, Sidge, yes, Hamlet's not here, right? You have to watch... Seven hours of wrestling <laughs> action over the weekend. There's Collision, the SmackDown, and Great American Bears. And God bless the United States. So I was not necessarily in the best place for this because, quite frankly, I wanted to watch something else <laughs> that wasn't wrestling. And yet... <laughs> what have you just done? I'm taking a picture of you in a stupid American hat. Thanks again to uh, Callum for the uh, for the hat. And um, I am grateful because within 20 minutes, something awesome happened. You know, I think it was Tony D'Angelo who once said, if you fight for your dreams, sometimes your dreams will fight for you. And uh, that's exactly what happened here. Because... So, full disclosure. Who, who actually said that in wrestling? Uh, Daniel Bryan, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He came back from a career-ending injury. But, yeah. you know, same difference. He came back from jail. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, who suffered more, if anything? He was in the slammer. <laughs> so, full disclosure, I'm sat there on, on Sunday night, and I'd sort of spoken to you about this. I said, oh, I'm going to see how I feel. And I'll be honest, I thought, some of these matches, I'm not... Really, you know, I'm keen to watch them. Am I keen to stay up till half past three in the morning to watch them? And the answer was probably not. So when you have to get up at like seven or whenever it exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I thought, you know what? It's getting to like one. I'd pissed about. I'd watched Collision and I'd watched SmackDown and done some other stuff, right? 
And I uh, I thought, you know what? It is literally one o'clock now. I'm just going to hoi the network on, watch the big opening video package, because I know it's narrated by Cody, and that was just great, obviously. It's funny, given 2020. Yes. In the T-shirt you had on and stuff. <laughs> but I'll watch that, and I'll just see what the first match is. Because the one thing I don't want... And, uh, you know, I, I, as much as people complain that we do this, and I get it, but at the end of the day, we are in the content game, right? I 100% agree. One of the worst things you can have happen to you as a wrestling fan is really looking forward to a wrestling match. And for whatever reason it may be, if you're in the UK, sleep. Uh, if you, maybe your job means that you can't watch it live, getting a match that you are desperate to not know the result of spoiled is devastating. I am going to entitle this podcast, by the way, uh, Tony D and Stacks are champions, but you know what? Let me have this one, please. Look, you shouldn't be going on Twitter. Yeah. So in general, <laughs> so I put it on big entry, uh, big uh, opening thing from from Cody, and then the boys are out first in their uh, velvet orange gear, yep. jumpsuit gear, and then those. Bell ends from Gallus are like, oh, God, I've got, I've got our own football show. Piss off. St- yeah, it's, it's, it's a little blend called Stone Island. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> Makes you look horrid. So I thought, well, I can't go to bed now because if I get this spoiled by someone tweeting me saying, oh, sorry, Adam, gutted for stacks. Is he going to be on the podcast, for example, on Monday? Uh, and don't worry, by the way, he's he's en route right now. Um, I thought, I'll watch this. And... The result of this match got me so jazzed, I stayed awake right up until the Gable-Steveson match had ended, and then I thought, right, that's time for bed. Yeah, yeah, I can uh, catch up with the rest of this in the morning. And that's yeah. exactly what I did. But this, sometimes, you know, you, you and I uh, can be cynical wrestling fans and, and roll our eyes at certain things, and then there's some things in wrestling that just take us back to the whole reason we got into watching this weird sport drama sports entertainment, whatever you want to bloody call it, thing in the first place, where you are legitimately invested, as invested as when your favourite football team or your favourite, I don't know, rugby team or hockey team or whoever. Basketball play. Yeah. and football. Whatever. I was in, I and you get into these states where we get as invested in that as we would in a legitimately unpredictable sport, for example. And, but then also you have the wrinkle of, I know that this sport is predetermined. And I know there are certain uh, booking techniques, particularly more in WWE than, than the, say, AEW, that will lead you down the path. So almost inevitably in, in WWE matches, on the home straight, you don't want your guy to be in control. Because chances are that the person will come back or use some interference to snatch the victory away from them because that's how they they often tell these stories. They lent into that in this match to the point that when they hit their finish, Tony D and Stax, and Tony D pinned, I think it was Wolfgang, I hit it on. I just couldn't care less at that point, to be honest. Some boring Scottish lad. Yeah, I could not believe what I was witnessing was about to happen. And then I hit this wave of emotion where I thought, am I about to cry with happiness (laughs) right now? I was so giddy because they lent into the fact of, right, well, why is Joe Coffey being allowed out there? The whole point of this thing happening is because 
at Wrestle over WrestleMania weekend at stand at stand and deliver, right? <laughs> the whole point is Tony and Stax had that match won, and then here comes Joe Coffey through the crowd. So he was the difference maker. He's obviously been heavily involved in in a story that I don't this think is what the one you think. Yeah, though. and I'm like, what's out there? And I'm like, okay, so what's good? So in my head, I'm going. So he's going to interfere again, and they're going to have to have some stipped up Joe Coffee Shark Tank weapons rematch bollocks. But that didn't happen. Or what happened exactly was a really dull control of this, the pace by Gallus. And Tony D kicked fing ass. Stacks looked amazing in there. And then, just as the bit they're going to the, 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 the big finish. Joe Goffey got f***ing twatted by, by the crowbar. Stax gets hip-tossed out of the ring. We're not going to go through everything play-by-play, play, by the way. Because, yeah, yeah we got it's, a, it's only the great American match. Yeah, right. He gets hip-tossed out. They hit the bada-bing, bada-f***ing-boom. One, two, three. And all of my dreams come true. <laughs> and you know what the best thing is? Not only does Joe Coffey emerge and you're thinking not again but that's yeah. what they want you to think for the catharsis but the entire time they've teased out this mystery of hang on a stacks oh does stacks have designs on being the actual boss was this all a red herring might happen in the future but that's weighing heavy hanging heavy in the <laughs> titty at the viewing experience um what Wilborn hasn't really conveyed in his very subjective uh, yes. experience of this match, is that the work was adequate at best. <laughs> there was very little tension built. The crowd didn't care. And I would dare say that at nine minutes, the result was anticlimactic. There wasn't much drama to it at all. And realistically, considering the ostensible stakes and personal animosity that exists between these twos, these teams, these twos teams, <laughs> it was basically a nine-minute TV match mm. when it shouldn't have been. <laughs> but... Gallus are no longer the champions. Oh, that's the, the reign of terror is finished. <laughs> and uh, seventy odd days. And Jesus. I was, I was just uh, I was at the finish. The lads have done it. Like it was. It was like the the opposite experience. Tony D suplexes. By the way, you're expecting one guy on this show <laughs> to explode with a great, great fundamentals on the old suplex, and it weren't Gable Stevenson. Put it that way. No, it was Tony D. <laughs> so. I wanted to mention this because I've told the story a million times now of being at the WrestleMania when AJ Styles and Edge had that match and someone near me going, this is awesome. And Michael Hamlet of all people, bed-pilled as he is, snapping his head across to be like, no, you don't get to enjoy this. This is an objectively bad match, right? <laughs> I'm watching this match, right? I'm trying to keep it quiet. Anne Louise is asleep upstairs, right? And... Yes, the crowd were not into it to the level of the Wilborn household, let's say. Yes. From the moment that Tony D and Stax came out and they were like, come on, guys, get into this sort of thing. There was a bit where I think there was like, was there like a powerplex, I think, from, from Tony D and Stax? They got a near fall and I was like, I mean, obviously that's not going to be the finish. The finish, it's NXT, is when you hit your finish. Yes. So I got a great, and there was a bit where Wolfgang did a bit of a shot kick out face. Normally, I'd go two-footed in on that. But I was like, yes! How have you kicked out of that, Stax? Because I think that was a it's bit... It's not way. Moxie. 
Yeah. He has got moxie. He, he, was, I think that was the bit where Coffee jumped up. Got and there balls. It was like, oh, use the stick thing and da-da-da-da. And actually, it was just a distraction for them to hit a double-team finisher, which they could have hit anyway if the referee was looking. Yeah. But he kicked out and doesn't matter. Here comes your pony goddamn B. Great uh, save. And just the... I will say this. Great bump from Joe Coffee on that crowbar shot. I 100% bought. He's not getting involved in the rest of this match then. He is out cold. And they get... Wolfgang, bada bing, bada goddamn boom. One, two, three. And I just thought, God, wrestling's the best, isn't it's it? The best. There's nothing like it when it when it uh, when it's at its best. I think it's fair to There's say. Literally nothing as good as professional wrestling ever in the history of entertainment when it's done right. I would argue this wasn't. Yeah. But you know, when Kenny Omega beats Will Ospreay in the Tokyo Dome, <laughs> that's what I got from you watching this. Different strokes, different folks. Indeed. Um yeah, it is akin to, I think, Tony D and Stax winning the tag titles, I'd have probably given the same odds of England winning a World Cup, football World Cup, um, this is. A men's team as well, by the way, because obviously the women won the European Championships because they don't bottle big finals. Um, Neither do the under-21s. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a, just the one, the, the, the really elusive one we can never bloody do. But so, I don't think I'm ever going to experience that in my lifetime, watching England win a men's... Senior team football World Cup. Next year we will. Although Euros next year. Hopefully, right? They're too good. But the, the, the odds were the, the odds were similar in terms of like, wouldn't that be nice? But it's, it's probably not going to happen. And then it did happen, and I just didn't know what to do with myself. I had this surge of energy. I was messaging you boys, just just like, what? What? It's so nice when it happens to a. I mean, I think I think it's a stretch maybe for me, but for, for, certainly for you and Hamlet. It matters more when it's your friend winning something as well, isn't it? And I was just so happy for this story, for the people involved, the fact that Gallus aren't champions anymore, but most importantly, that, yeah. It's a fairy tale. It, it, he didn't betray Tony. He is... The worst tag team and the most boring tag team on the planet are Dunzo. It was... I'm going to use the... the, the what was it? The boys? The, the 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 what's his name? It was perfect. It was cinema. It was, <laughs> and I just thought cinema sport. It was everything. I don't know how they follow this up. I don't know where they go from here. Heads up, by the way, there is not going to be an NXT preview podcast yesterday. We're just too short staffed at the moment with the holidays and stuff. And uh, well, I've got a breastfeeding class. If I'm perfectly honest, um, but. I don't know where they go from here. I don't really care. I, I hope they have a huge celebration on NXT. They deserve it. I want all the family there. Have the, you know, Gallus attack or you, oh no, the, the Gizim are doing their interrogation, aren't they? Yeah. Why do you need it? It's the creeper. It's this who attacked who in the parking lot all over again. It's, it's Indy Hartwell. <laughs> it's the Creed Brothers, guys. I've said this from the beginning. But... Honestly, and, and thank you to everyone who tweeted me immediately saying that they thought of us when, well, and me specifically when this happened because this was this was right up there with some of the best title wins in history and, and I'm including like the Iconics winning the tag titles at WrestleMania 35 in that. That was this version for me. Two and three quarter star match at best. <laughs> but I'm glad you had fun. And I wasn't the only one. Yeah, yeah! Bastards! You're jamming! Look at the goddamn belt! What do you think, guys? It's very, very pretty. And you know what? You wear it well. 
Thanks, Digi. Hey, Willie, you want to touch it as well? I'd love to. Thanks, Dax. Today, everyone gets to touch the goddamn ball. I'm so f***ing happy. Hey! God, Stax. Oh. Hey, Sidge, what's the deal with champions? Huh? I don't know, Stax. Why don't you Why don't you tell me? Well, let me tell you. The limbo champion walked into a bar, got f***ing disqualified, didn't he? Huh? It's the way I can't... The Stax is full of, he's full of Fanta tonight. He's full of beans. He's ecstatic. Congratulations, Stax. So happy for you uh, and for Tony. Hey, they said it was impossible, huh? But the family can do it when we stick together. So, Sitch and Willie today, three questions, three jokes for you. Oh, I'm a champion, seeing as I am now one half of the goddamn NXT Tag Team yes! Champions. Yes! Sitch. What do you call a champion boxer? Yeah, he's huh? just, he's just, Stacks just did the action. <laughs> Put up his dukes. Uh, what do you call a champion? Put up my dukes. Put up your dukes. What do you call a champion boxer with flatulence? Huh? <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Flatulence. A champion boxer Farty. with flatulence. So I'm going to assume it's, I hate that word, but there's got to be some kind of a boxer. Tyson. Tyson. Lennox Lewis. Floyd Mayweather. No. Art Mayweather. No, no, no. See, I'm no. rubbish at um, this. Tyson. I hate the word, so you have to say it when I'm mouthing Tyson. Farty, like Tyson Fury. Maybe. That's good. Uh, Prince Nassim Hamid. <laughs> um, Cassius Clay. Mohammed yeah. um, Farty. Shut up. Is there anything in Pugilist? Pugilist, more like. We'll go Pugilist. It's good! It's not right! What do you call a champion boxer with flatulence? Gaseous clay. Oh! oh you were so close! I was so close. What do you call, Sage? Joke question, joke number two. And you, Willie. What do you call a marsupial fighting championship? Marsupials huh? again, monkeys. Uh, I don't know. I'm um, no no idea on this. Let me. I'll Google it. I'll Google that right and help us out. Marsupial. While you do that, can I talk to Stax? Stax, and um, what drink did you have to celebrate? Hey, I had all of the drinks. Let me tell you, Sid. A Manhattan. Yeah, that too. Marsupials are any members of the mammalian infraclass marsupialite. Well, brilliant. Thanks. Thanks. Google. Ask for the thick version of what a marsupial is. Or go on Google Images and infer. Uh, kangaroos, wallabies, koalas, opossums. Okay, okay. So what's the setup to the question? What joke? do you call a marsupial fighting championship? So it's something to do with kangaroos. Is there a kangaroo court, kangaroo jack? What were the other examples of marsupials? Uh, koala. Killer koala. Killer Kowalowski. Wallabies. It's, it's kangaroo. It's kangaroo. But what is the pun of marsupial fighting champion? A, uh, I don't know. What do you call a marsupial fighting championship? Huh. I call it model wombat. Huh? Model wombat! <laughs> 
Like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, that's good. I thought there'd be dirtier than this. Well, let me tell you, Sitch. Question joke number three. Huh? What do you call a sports competition between guys with erectile dysfunction? Huh? They can't get it up. <laughs> I know what it means. Actually, Will Bourne struggles with this sort of thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, thanks for explaining that. No problem, Willie. You're a good guy. You're all right, too, Stack. So thanks, what's mate. the setup again? What do you call a sports competition between guys with erectile dysfunction? So we're going to have, like, football, but, like, floppy cock, um, floppy... Um, but so we're going to have Viagra, I think? Oh, yeah, like Viagra. You need Viagra to get a hard-on if you... Um, erection. <laughs> hard. 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 Uh, softball. Good. Softball. Let's try softball. Good, Sidgy. All right. What do you call a sports competition between guys with erectile dysfunction? The Olympics. Ah! The Olympics! (laughs) It's the way I goddamn tell him. See you later, guys. Bye, Stacks. Nice. Freaking up my height, oh, isn't he? I'll tell you what. He's as giddy as I was. I still I think he's like I think he's woke up pissed. Yeah. You know when you have that sometimes when you wake when you wake up drunk. Yeah. Still still just high on life. Uh, and he's gonna and he's you know, so saving himself doesn't have the airfare tomorrow. He'll be back on Wednesday, obviously. Um but uh yeah, showing no signs of uh, struggling after a, a hard hitting affair. Bless him, it'll all catch up with him in the end. <sighs> so happy. Ah, he's a good guy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Oh, we better talk about the rest of this show, eh? Yeah, briefly. Okay. <laughs> the next match uh, was the Weapons Wild match between Roxanne Perez and uh, Blair Davenport. Roxanne Perez getting her ass handed to her uh, in front of her own mother and sister, I do believe. Cheat code. Yeah. Worked on me. It was, I really quite enjoyed this, to be honest. The, the fire-up spots. Uh, the table spots for all you ghouls who sit there and... Not even ghouls. Not even sickles. I want exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> That's what I want. Not even ghouls. Yeah. It's not even the best violence. It's aesthetically pleasing and I love the crunch. Yes. I get. I want to see a landmine. But uh, yeah, they beat the crap out of each other here. Uh, it wasn't particularly ambitious. It wasn't blow away great. But it was committed. Nothing looked too phony. And the cheat code, I, as a parent, you see a crying child. If it's, if it's your own, sometimes you just want it to be quiet. <laughs> if you see a crying child, you instantly just get that pang of, you know, I'm being facetious. If your own child cries, and it's not different. If they've, like, run into something and really mm. hurt Scrape their knee. Scrape their knee. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's the end of the world. Come here. If they're on a tantrum, they're crying. No, no, no dice, Grandma. <laughs> but if you see like, a crying kid, like the paternal instinct within yeah. me, like I just, I get, I get an, an emotional response is provoked. So the, the cheat code for this match worked wonders on a parent of an eight and five-year-old for me. And, hey, tell you what, age of the rod, nothing was too phony. Cowbell being used. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Huh? And then Pop Rocks onto the chairs was a great finish, I thought. Yeah, really good job all round. Um, great Not really good, but it was good. It was, yeah. it was effective. Good way to sort of rehabilitate Roxanne Perez, hopefully back into the title picture. I've told, I'll tell you what, if they've smartened that kid up, then what a worker. Yeah. Crying at all the right moments. I mean, even if, like, they've been told, you know, it doesn't hurt as much as you think it might, or, hey, it's fake, asshole. <laughs> then it's still, like... I can imagine if you're a parent of a wrestler, it wouldn't be in a, a nice experience because you know how things can go awry. So if like you're a more like emotionally uh, sort of kid, did the job great catharsis as well because often you have these and it's like she got the win, but she got beaten up for 15 minutes and then just kind of stole one. Whereas what happened was well, she just kicked her ass. She, yeah, everything she hit her with, she got uh, like the belt shots and the wrapping the belt around the arm and hoying her into the barricade. Taste of her own medicine. Yeah, and then I thought for a split second, oh no, she's going to go for that big splash through the table. <laughs> Blair Dampo's going to move. <laughs> Roxanne Brace is going to look even more of an idiot in front of her own mother. That splash did not look great. No. But maybe you want finish. maybe you want like a C4 explosive as opposed to a table. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand if like especially after revolution and the goddamn blue balls Ugh. from 2021, if the if wrestling fans the world over started chatting, we want bombs. Mm. It's one thing. We get tables every week. Mm. I want the white whale of a good exploding bar by a death match in AW. <laughs> in fact, I'm gonna chant that throughout Wembley. <laughs> That's just what I'm gonna do. What if they do it at Wembley? It's outdoors. I probably get rained off. And uh and uh and uh Um but hey, Siege, whatever happens, it could be worse. 
Speaking of which, Gable Stevenson made his debut in ring at this show against... Oh, my God. Perennial heel, you know, we talked about this on the news, Sige. The, you know, Baron Corbin does a job. He is, he is generic heel fodder, right? And arguably a good person to bring, it, bring someone in against um, in their first match. Uh, Baron Corbin's now a baby face. He was hugely over to this crowd in uh, Texas, who not only cheered Baron Corbin and booed uh, Gable Stevenson, despite all the pomp and ceremony that he got and the, the gold medal and the entrance and blah, blah, blah. Um, there was BS chance at the finish of this double countout debut. Just put your gold medalist over in his debut. Are oh, you stupid? And uh, I'm not bothered. Don't like Gable Stevenson at all. You're not angle chance as well. A di- you're like, oh. No, you actually, I think you'll let this lie because you were so desperate to talk about it. You'll let my slight alliteration go. A disastrous debut oh, for Gable Stevenson. It's the worst I might have ever seen. Uh, you know, you do get caught up in recency bias. Um, and, you know, these. it's got to be up there. It's up there. You didn't uh, achieve anything. Didn't achieve anything. Unless you're turning him heel, which you have to do now if listening to this reaction. He's an Olympic gold medalist. And... What was so bizarre about this is, you know how, like, in NXT, there are mafiosos, <laughs> there yeah. are university students, there are bird people, <laughs> there are talk show hosts, there's this wild array of characters, right? The way they booked Gable Stevenson, it was like, they says your thing, we're going to pretend you won the Olympics. That's how they booked it. It's like, he won! Yeah. He won a gold medal in the Olympics! Um, I, again, I don't care because I don't, I don't like him, but my God, this was such an omni disaster because <laughs> if you're WWE, you've made a huge investment in this bloke. He mustn't have come cheap and it's drop in the ocean for the fed these days, but it's still yeah, like you're, it's, it's the trouble you've gone to, to persuade him. Don't go to the Olympics again. All right, okay, you can do a national championship, but then you're going to come here, you're going to come here, you're going to come here. Don't go to the UFC, come here. All of that, like, exhausting admin to just get him, and you do this. The whole point of a debut, and it's not just a f- an Olympic gold medalist, the current yeah. Olympic gold medalist, the whole idea of... This, any debut, but particularly this one, is you're meant to condition your fans to take this person seriously. You don't have to do that because he's already an Olympic gold medalist, so there's no conditioning that has to happen. You just have to do the simple thing. And then someone with that pedigree you'd expect could go and wrestle for the NXT title next week. In theory, all they did through the non-committal result here against Baron Corbin on an NXT show in 2023. Like... Got a new gimmick, Corbin. Uh, all you have to do... <laughs> all... Yeah, like the only thing they accomplished was telling the audience that they've got no faith in this guy whatsoever. Like, that's the opposite, the literal opposite of what you're meant to do. You're meant to tell fans, right, this dominant guy's just debuted and won. Invest in this person. Yeah, even if they're not, they're cheering the wrong people or whatever, at least he's got the W. They have told you, we don't see anything in this guy. Or we don't see what we thought we did when we signed him. Like, a absolute shambles, but very funny. 
just insane. Like, it'd be one thing if we came in here and we said, the crowd did not get behind Gable Stevenson because they're not the, you know, hand-picked crowd that you have every week on TV, right? Um, the crowd didn't get behind him. And so Someone it was a on weird... SmackDown, they know that they can see what's coming here. Yeah. But th- this is the thing. Is that's one thing. If you've booked him as a babyface and the heels getting cheered and the crowd don't react well to it, okay, it's not good booking that. But at least you've got a result. At least you can say, you know, next week he's gonna he's gonna turn heel, but he's gonna say I won and no one respected me and blah 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 blah. We can't do that now. At just went least to a... you've got on the bike and rode the bike. Yeah, that didn't that didn't even ride the bike here. It's ridiculous. Um, I. They just could not have cared less about them, or they could not have done more to tell you. We see nothing in the sky, and we have no trust in him whatsoever. I was going to say something else, but uh, rather than waste time thinking about it, I'll just laugh. Okay, we'll move on. Ira Valkyrie and JC Jane brawled. They're going to keep brawling into NXT this week. There's your preview. Um, <laughs> And then it was time for the triple threat match for the uh, North American Championship. Wesley, the former champion, versus Mustafa Ali versus Dirty Dom, Dominic Mysterio. I thought they they pitched this perfectly in terms of... Where the characters and... Yeah, let's get Dom out of the ring for large parts of this to let the brilliant uh, Ali-Wesley match to take place. And then as we all suspected, especially with Mammy being there at ringside, Dirty Dom, in the end, stole one. Well, I say stole one. Basically, uh, Ali hit the 450, uh, got pulled out of the ring by uh, Rhea Ripley, and Dom hit his frog splash on Wesley uh, for the uh, for the three count. Prior to that, by the way, Wesley kicked out of, well, a, he'd been riptided through the announce table for a great near fall, and Rhea Ripley's conniption fit was just just fantastic. But uh, yeah, I thought they, I thought they, they booked this really well in terms of showcasing the talents and the git who gets away with the title yet again being dirty darn. It was the best laid out match. It wasn't the best match on the show, but in terms of the layout, as you said, Wilborn, where the characters need to be, how to get the most out of the characters, how to get the best reactions, where you've laid it out so Dominic just feels like this honky tonk man of the twenty first century. You've got Mustafa Ali. Again, he's got this weird gimmick, which, you know, they furthered or were faithful to, I guess, where it's like, I'm eating, I'm knocking my teeth out doing an apron uh, 450, and I still get wronged, and that furthers his sort of crusade, if you like. Um, And then Wesley, the second kick out, I was like, what? Yeah. Thought he's going to get back in and win this. Because he'd done that awesome spot as well where he like flipped out of the ring over rear onto Dom and stuck the landing. Just insane. Yeah, like he looked amazing here. They did such a great job of making it feel like daylight robbery. Like you can do a heel finish. And in fact, you see a heel finish multiple times across different companies every single day of the week, it feels like. To make it feel like, ah, Dickhead. Mm. Well, he's the obvious winner. He's the best. He's eating all this. He's coming back. He's the champion. Give us a little bit of a... <laughs> should be Wesley. Now, this is really, really smartly laid out, even though... And again, this is why they laid, out, laid it out in this way when Dirty Dom was in there. It was better when he wasn't around. <laughs> but he's the honky-tonk man, and that's 
the purpose of all this. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was a bit of a worrying tease following this where they, they interviewed Trick Williams and he was talking about friendship a lot. And I was like, are you going to betray him in the main event? So I thought that was a nice wrinkle that they added there. Uh, we get a recap for and then the match of uh, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Ooh. Stratton versus Thea Hale uh, in that submission match. A nice Barbie theme from Tiffany Stratton. Very good, that. Um, yeah, this match kind of fell apart, didn't it? This match was a disaster. A disaster. And I'm fairly certain Stratton got knocked loopy. Mm -hmm. She took what was going to be, it looked like a back body drop. But I'm pretty sure she landed square on the top of her head. That did not look good at all. Even before that, the, the story of the match, which uh, Vic Joseph and Booker T did a phenomenally di dire job of, was they're just going to trade submissions. There was the odd, cool bit they where... They rowed so much on this show. What? They rowed oh so much. Oh, my God. And uh, they, they need to change this commentary to <laughs> Well, they don't if they want to make it a terrible TV show, which yeah. we can enjoy on a so bad it's good basis. Yeah, they need what uh, some might say is a... They are the worst commentary team in all of wrestling by some distance. Um, I, the story of this match is they each try and put on some submission and then try and win. Um, but they couldn't work out whether there was a rope break or not as well. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible. Some of the actual... Oh, my God, I can hear the rain I outside. I was wondering what that noise was then. It's unlike Wembley, honestly, man. Cancel it. <laughs> Postpone it for a year. Um, I saw certain times when they were like... Get, applying the different submissions from, like, unexpected positions from where, like, you know when you do that, the thing that Danielson's great at, Thea Hill somehow did a passable impression mm. where sort of, like, he ducks, rolls through, and then can do, like, a, a knee bar or something, or a half crab. The actual creative transitions to get the submissions applied look good. Bad news is that every single submission attempt slash application looked dire. Mm. And that is before I'm fairly certain Stratton was out of it. So she couldn't make the crab look good mm. for the finish. And fair play, she pulled off the prettiest moonsault ever. Uh, honestly, like that's the technique on these submissions was laughably bad. Like total suspension of disbelief killer. Like, you just could not believe that these people were in pain when they were selling these submissions or, or like, they looked skilled or technically sound when they were applying them. In ev like, how did this become this match? Mm. It's really, like, I understand. It was really endearing when Thea Hale learned the submission. And she could apply the Kimura quite well, like, when she's jumping on. It's very in character. But it was one of those where it's like, right, okay, very enthusiastic, it's endearing. I learned a new move. It's like your kids like learning how to like do cursive writing or whatever. It's like, oh, you're kind of weirdly proud. <laughs> Building a match around the submissions was a terrible idea. This is just a normal match where she could eventually do a Kimura because every submission here looked dire. And the finish, because people like Thea Hale a lot, was just flattened. Not heartbreaking, I don't care that much. But deflating. Yeah. Um, the result we anticipated. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this is followed up on because obviously Duke Bloody Hudson didn't look very approving of... Oh, I should point out the, the, the finish was Andre Chase threw the towel in or threw the Chase U branded towel in uh, for Thea Hale when she couldn't get out of a very bad Boston Crab. 
un- un- understandably bad yes. Boston crowd. I think she was out on her feet. I might be wrong. Yeah. It might have just looked bad, but it would certainly explain the finish. Um, so that was your women's world title match, but let's move over to the men's world title match, which doesn't seem very fair as we've just been saying that because this was sensational. Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. Saw some people talking about this being match of the year contender worthy. What did you think? Wasn't that good? It turned into an excellent match, but mm. I was surprised at the level of the praise I saw it get in some quarters. Um, people are calling it a classic. I wonder if the sheer curve against which this match operated on this night and on the brand in general has pumped people up. The last five minutes or so, like incredible drama. At various points, I thought people had like broken their necks. There were some unbelievable counters in There's this some match. Im- unbelievable counters. The way certain bumps were taken, it looked like, Oh, my God. (laughs) Why would you want tables when you can see actual pure in-ring wrestling look as brutal as this did for the first five minutes, Mm. uh, the last five to ten minutes? My issue is that it did did that Roman thing, the Roman Reigns thing of let's do some rest holds, a lot of them early, so that the rest of the stuff looks way more dynamic and dangerous and urgent by the finish. When in reality, I just thought they were padding out the start of the match. The only other problem I had, which prevents this for me personally becoming a classic, is that when they were doing the no self fire up spots, which I love when done well, mm. felt a bit like a soulless dance. Like, especially when Dragonoff was doing his stuff through the ropes to like fire back up, it just looked like overly choreographed. The, the strong style spots in this, but my God, I would say the last seven minutes with this were up there with some of the best in-ring WWE of the year, but I couldn't, I just did not get the same feeling I did watching the WrestleMania triple threat, for example. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's match of the year worthy. Uh, I will probably go back and watch this. I'll certainly go back and watch the opening of this show, so I might as well go back and watch this one as well um, to see if, you know, you know, tiredness or whatever it is played a factor, because initially as I was watching this, Oh no! Like you say, the slow build at the beginning. I was like, this whole I don't miss thing has become cursed. Like he keeps having these good, passable, but nothing to write home about world title matches. And then, by God, did they they turn it around? Yeah, there was some unbelievable spots in there. Um, like you say, I don't know sure if it's it's top of my list for the year. It's certainly probably top of my list for the year in terms of NXT. But like you say, that's a different scale that we're rating on. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to some of the unstoppable counters that we had in there. The Dragunov coast-to-coast that was turned into, like, a code breaker. And the oh, bump, my God. The oh bump God. that Dragunov took was, oh I, I think, in the in the man's own words, you could probably describe that as... <laughs> so there's that. Immediately, I don't even know what that is anymore. Immediately followed by Hayes going for the nothing but net and getting power bombed out of the sky. Oh, 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 oh my God. Great. I thought people were dead in this match by the last five minutes. Superplex into a super cutter. What? Yeah. And then the finish is tricks involved. He's getting this. He's like not getting the title to say use it. He's sort of getting it in his face of, I can't remember who did that. 
Someone recently sort of just just sort of dangled something in front of their face. I'm like, come on, you're fighting for this. Um, so he's there, he's trying to, he's, you, come on, Mello, you're him, do this, right? Tricks, trying to hype him up, trying to psych him up. Uh, and the fight spills to the outside. And, uh, well, Dragunov's already done one of those kill shots, basically, in the ring of like an elbow, jumping elbow sort of thing. And he sort of sets up to do a big dive off the steps onto Mello, who's on the outside. But uh, instead, not only does he miss Mello and hit Trick Williams, his head sort of, as you saw in the replays, bounces off the title, and Hayes sort of steals one, but in a brilliant eye, oh, had nothing to do with that. And yeah. Trick wasn't trying to cheat on my behalf. He hits nothing but net. One, two, three, Carmelo Hayes retains the NXT Championship. I'm going to have to go back and watch this one, I think. Um but I loved it as a closer for this show. I I don't expect it to happen right because of the way that they script and the way that they book on the main roster. I want Dragunov to be promoted to the main roster like instantly, this instant. Well, SummerSlam's this weekend, so... I do it on the Raw after. Oh, he's pro- I think it's going to be the reason <laughs> Drew doesn't win the title. Um, I want them to somehow... Get this guy over as a baby face on that main roster and do Dragunov Gunther at WrestleMania. Yeah, this perfect, perfect road from now, isn't it? If he joins Imperium. Get that match over before it starts in front of 65,000. You could be looking at best WWE match of all time territory for me. Wow. Like their matches have always been phenomenal. If you can get him over against and have him do the Gunther match again in front of 65,000 people losing their minds. It, it can't not be the best WWE match of all time. This guy is unbelievable in the ring. The problem is that he has to be on telly before he gets in there. Give him a mouthpiece. I Does that fix it for you? Oh, I don't know. I, I think, as much as I think how preposterous it is that uh, you know fans in the know will be like, sorry, he's joined Imperium. I think this is one of those ones where hopefully fans would let it slide because you can see the big picture. Like yeah. you say, you say, all right, yeah, I know. He's joining to leave. Yes, exactly. We're setting this up now to split him at the Rumble to say, right, then's when he fights. Like, long term, it's rather than just bringing him in and being like, here's who you're dragging off, and he's going to fight Gunther. A yeah. lot of fans would be like, who, what? Yeah. Dragunov could be the guy who says, well, you know what? You talk about this map being sacred. You're the hypocrite here, guys. Like the basic framework. Mm. Like let the audience just get him over on telly. It's going to be a challenge because he's not suited to this medium at all. We've seen some of his go-home promos and his can-they-coexist stuff. And it's like the way WWE does things, it's just not suited to this man at all. He's in the wrong company, and yet he's absolutely top 10 in the world. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Champagne for... Trick and Mellow on Wednesday, Tuesday? Yes. Absolutely. What a, a really enjoyable finish to this show that was somewhat going off the rails. Um, I, I love this, uh, and I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Uh, on X. Oh, follow us all at What Culture WWE. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, apologies for the lack of NXT preview tomorrow, but we'll be back to review NXT on Wednesday, of course, um, with Stax, one half of the tag team champions. Not many podcasts can claim that. <laughs>
So happy. Uh, this is meaning the NXT Girl, Tony the Tiger. Great American player. And God bless the United States. And there's a new premium live event from NXT coming our way. We'll talk more about that on Wednesday. And how will Adam Wilborn pronounce it? <laughs> I'll see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.